You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's Monday, August 28th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about brain implants that are now breaking records. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. Paralysis has robbed two women of their ability to speak. For one, the cause was amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, or ALS, a disease that affects the motor neurons. The other had suffered a stroke in her brainstem. Though they can't enunciate clearly, they remember how to formulate words. Now, after volunteering to receive brain implants, both are able to communicate through a computer at a speed approaching the tempo of normal conversation. By parsing the neural activity associated with the facial movements involved in talking, the devices decode their intended speech at a rate of 62 and 78 words per minute, respectively, several times faster than the previous record. Their cases are detailed in two papers published Wednesday by separate teams in the journal Nature. It is now possible to imagine a future where we can restore fluid conversation to someone with paralysis, enabling them to freely say whatever they want to say with an accuracy high enough to be understood reliably, says Frank Willett, a research scientist at Stanford University's Neuroprosthetics Translational Laboratory, during a media briefing on Tuesday. Willett is an author on a paper produced by Stanford researchers. The other was produced by a team at UC San Francisco. While slower than the roughly 160-word-per-minute rate of natural conversation among English speakers, scientists say it's an exciting step toward restoring real-time speech using a brain-computer interface, or BCI. It is getting close to being used in everyday life, says Mark Slutsky, a neurologist at Northwestern University who wasn't involved in the new studies. A BCI collects and analyzes brain signals, then translates them into commands to be carried out by an external device. Such systems have allowed paralyzed people to control robotic arms, play video games, and send emails with their minds. Previous research by the two groups showed it was possible to translate a paralyzed person's intended speech into text on a screen, but with limited speed, accuracy, and vocabulary. In the Stanford study, researchers developed a BCI that uses the Utah Array, a tiny square sensor that looks like a hairbrush with 64 needle-like bristles. Each is tipped with an electrode, and together they collect the activity of individual neurons. Researchers then trained an artificial neural network to decode brain activity and translate it into words displayed on a screen. They tested the system on volunteer Pat Bennett, an ALS patient who is now 68 years old. 
In March 2022, a surgeon inserted four of these tiny sensors into Bennett's cerebral cortex, the outermost layer of the brain. Thin wires connect the arrays to pedestals atop her head, which can be hooked up to a computer via cables. Over the course of four months, scientists trained the software by asking Bennett to try to say sentences out loud. Bennett can still produce sound, but her speech is unintelligible. Eventually, the software taught itself to recognize the distinct neural signals associated with the movements of the lips, jaw, and tongue that she was making to produce different sounds. From there, it learned the neural activity that corresponds to the motions used to create the sounds that make up words. It was then able to predict sequences of those words and string together sentences on a computer screen. With the help of the device, Bennett was able to communicate at an average rate of 62 words per minute, the BCI made mistakes 23.8% of the time on a 125,000-word vocabulary. The previous record was only 18 words per minute, a record established in 2021, when members of the Stanford team published a paper describing a BCI that converted a paralyzed person's imagined handwriting into text on a screen. In the second paper, researchers at UCSF built a BCI using an array that sits on the surface of the brain rather than inside it. A paper-thin rectangle studded with 253 electrodes, it detects the activity of many neurons across the speech cortex. They placed this array on the brain of a stroke patient named Anne and tried a deep learning model to decipher neural data it collected as she moved her lips without making sounds. Over several weeks, Anne repeated phrases from a 1,024-word conversational vocabulary. Like Stanford's AI, the UCSF team's algorithm was trained to recognize the smallest units of language, called phonemes rather than whole words. Eventually, the software was able to translate Anne's intended speech at a rate of 78 words per minute. Far better than the 14 words per minute she was used to on her type-to-talk communication device. Its error rate was 4.9% when decoding sentences from a 50-phrase set, and simulations estimated a 28% word error rate using a vocabulary of more than 39,000 words. The UCSF group, led by neurosurgeon Edward Chung, had previously used a similar surface array with fewer electrodes to translate intended speech from a paralyzed man into text on a screen. Their record had been about 15 words per minute. Their current BCI is not only faster, it goes a step farther by turning Anne's brain signals into audible speech voiced by a computer. The researchers created a digital avatar to relay Anne's intended speech aloud. They customized an animated woman to have brown hair like Anne's and used video footage from her wedding to make the avatar's voice sound like hers. Our voice and expressions are part of our identity, so we wanted to embody a prosthetic speech that could make it more natural, fluid, and expressive, Chang said during Tuesday's media briefing. He thinks his team's work could eventually allow people with paralysis to have more personalized interactions with their family and friends. There are trade-offs to both groups' approaches. Implanted electrodes, like the ones the Stanford team used, record the activity of individual neurons, which tends to provide more detailed information than a recording from the brain's surface. But they're also less stable because implanted electrodes shift around in the brain. Even a movement of a millimeter or two causes changes in recorded activity. It is hard to record from the same neurons for weeks at a time, let alone months to years at a time, Slutsky says. And over time, scar tissue forms around the site of an implanted electrode, which can also affect the quality of a recording. On the other hand, a surface array captures less detailed brain activity, but covers a bigger area. 
The signals it records are more stable than the spikes of individual neurons since they're derived from thousands of neurons, Slutsky says. During the briefing, Willett said the current technology is limited due to the number of electrodes that can be safely placed in the brain at once. Much like how a camera with more pixels yields a sharper image, using more electrodes will give us a clearer picture of what is happening in the brain, he said. Lee Hochberg, a neurologist at Massachusetts General Hospital and Brown University who worked with the Stanford group, says 10 years ago, few people would have imagined that it would someday be possible to decode the attempted speech of a person simply by recording their brain activity. I want to be able to tell my patients with ALS or brainstem stroke or other forms of neurological disease or injury that we can restore their ability to communicate easily, intuitively, and rapidly, Hochberg says. Though still slower than typical speech, these new BCIs are faster than existing augmented and alternative communication systems, writes Betts Peters, a speech-language pathologist at Oregon Health and Science University. These systems require users to type out or select messages using their fingers or eye gaze. Being able to keep up with the flow of conversation could be an enormous benefit to many people with communication impairments, making it easier to fully participate in all aspects of life, she told Wired by email. There are still some technical hurdles to creating an implantable device with these capabilities. For one, Slutsky says the error rate for both groups is still quite high for everyday use. By comparison, current speech recognition systems developed by Microsoft and Google have an error rate of around 5%. Another challenge is the longevity and reliability of the device. A practical BCI will need to record signals constantly for years and not require daily recalibration, Slutsky says. BCIs will also need to be wireless, without the clunky cables required of current systems so they can be used without patients needing to be hooked up to a computer. Companies such as Neuralink, Synchron, and Paradromics are all working on wireless systems. Already the results are incredible, says Matt Engel, founder and CEO of Austin-based Paradromics, who wasn't involved in the new papers. I think we will start seeing rapid progress toward a medical device for patients. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, Meta just released a coding version of Llama 2. Checking in on Wired Science, fungal infections are rising worldwide and climate change may be to blame. Medicine isn't ready yet. And on Wired Security, Russia tightly controls its information space, making it hard to get accurate information out of the country. But open source data provides some clues about a plane crash. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com slash podcasts. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.